Yo, what up though? Welcome. How y'all feeling? To IGP Quick Takes. Inspire guys, people. I'ma just give y'all a little something real quick. Like, you know. Been here for a minute, man. It's kind of like a freestyle, but in the form of a podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Turn me up. Uh, it's gonna be good. I ain't really got time for this. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire Guys People, the podcast where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. This is a quick take, people. Come on. Woo! Yo, we about to get into it. Have a good day. Yo, we about to get into it. Have a good day. Uh, I got a whole bunch of... No, I don't. That's a lot. Am I going to come here and line to y'all just off rip? We got a couple of good topics on deck today, God's people. We are going to talk about the importance of rest. That is a topic that was requested via email a few weeks ago. And as promised, when you email me a topic that you want to hear about, I will get to it. Never tell you how long it's going to be. Could be a day, could be a month, could be a week. But here we are. Shout out to a couple of people who've actually asked me to talk about rest. And I get it. Because y'all like Jay. You're always talking about death to laziness and working hard and success. But what about rest? Mm. Hey, what about... Mm. Hey, all right, let me stop. So that's the first topic we're going to dive into. It. We're going to look at some scriptures. I'm going to give you some of my opinions and thoughts and some suggestions around how I do things. You can take those things and filter them through your life and figure out, like, how does this apply to me? Remember, I'm never telling you what you got to do. When I share things that I do, I am, you know, just a person providing some opinion, education, entertainment. I'm no type of advisor or doctor or professional um, as it relates to um, things like that. But what I am is I'm a businessman. I'm an experienced uh, sales professional, sales leader, manager. Um, I've worked on the front line. I've worked in sales and marketing. Uh, for large uh, brand activations, as well as entrepreneurial efforts. I'm also an artist, and I've been a speaker on plenty of stages. Um, most, like, you know, three, 300 people average, you know, let's say that. I've done a whole bunch of 300 people events. So there you are. That's who I am. That's who I'm not. Those are disclaimers, because as I dig into certain topics, I want to make sure that y'all don't take them wrong. Don't be an extremist. We're going to talk about that today. The second topic that I'm going to talk about today, God's people, this is a good one. We're going to talk about the metaverse. Ooh. Hey, the metaverse. The digital economy and world that is, and the one that is to come. It's on its way. It's already here. You've been in it. We're going to talk a lot about the metaverse. Um, Maybe we'll talk about NFTs. We'll, we'll kind of dabble around into some things. Um, we're just going to scratch the surface there. You, I'm sure you'll hear more about that from me as we go on. I'm pretty well versed in those things. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. It scares some people. It freaks some people out. Some people love it. Let's dive into it. So those are two topics that we're going to cover on today's Quick Takes. And we're going to have an amazing time. You're going to sit back, relax, and enjoy this inspiration. But before I jump into those topics, let me invite any of you people who have not joined the Inspire Guys People text community to text this number right now. 
It is. 833-946-2518. That's right. Text me. And this is what I want you to say. Be inspired. But it's all together. There's no spaces. It's just B-E-I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D. Be inspired. Text that to the number. 833-946-2518. That signs you up for our text community, which let me just openly admit, I'm horrible at always texting people. And I'm trying to figure out like how to do it better. I'm such a private, low-key person. I don't. I recorded a video last week, and I was like, you know what? Do I really want these people all up in my stuff? No, I don't. And I deleted it, and I never sent it. But I'm gonna try to do one this weekend. That's that's. I'm gonna try real hard to do one this weekend, um, because I do want to inspire and connect with you. So here's the good part: if you join the text community, you will not get spammed because I am horrible at sending messages. Guys, people, it's been a while since I've done a what in the world, and I thought that this was the perfect opportunity for me to bring you up to speed on some of the crazy things that happened to me in my real life. Like, remember, what in the world is just me documenting real life things that happen to happen to me, um, and I think they're worth sharing and digging into. Most of the times, they make me upset on the inside and I boil and bubble, but talking about it on this show is somewhat as of a form of therapy, people. This is my therapy. Okay, so let me bring you up to speed on what happened to me this week that got me just, ah, anyway. All right, so here's what happened. Um, They canceled my cable this week, okay? My streaming service, because it's like semi-cable. You know, the cable companies are getting real smart right now, and they're like, you know what? We going to do kind of like Netflix and Hulu. We just going to give you an app without all the, the equipment but we're going to charge you almost kind of like it's cable. So it no longer costs $150, but it's $70. It ain't $15 a month like Netflix or $6 like some of this other stuff, right? Cool. So that's what I've been doing. I've been rocking with it because, anyway, I guess I like to waste money. And so here we have it. I've been paying for this streaming service, and I had it on automatic payment because, you know, they give you $10 off here. I try to take advantage of every discount possible. Like, hey, if you put your, your right sock on your left foot, we give you $10 off. Okay, cool. I do that too. No problem. So I do everything I can possible to get discounts. So I'm on auto pay, right? Cool. That means my payment automatically comes out whether I got the money or not. Okay. Here's what happened. I closed the bank account. Me and my wife decided, oh, you know what? We don't need that account. Uh, some things about some traditional banking that is like, uh, they just taking your money. Whatever. That's a whole nother situation. But we narrowed down one of our accounts. We said we don't want that account anymore. And the first thing you got to do when you do that is call around and update all your automatic payment accounts. I did that. I completed the objective. I went into the account, updated and see, I'm trying to tell this story without saying the name of the business because y'all know I don't like down, downing businesses, right? Number one, there are some businesses, although the industry I work within, we don't do, do business with cable companies, so I could just let it all out. Um, but I don't do that because this is a faith in business show and I love and respect business and I always want you to support business. I want you to be a business person and I want you to understand that we ain't always got to cancel everybody. But they did cancel my service though. 
you know, for the record. So anyway, um, this company, I updated my stuff. But here's the problem. When I signed up for the company, they were called one thing. This company decided to separate and create a new division for their TV, their streaming app. I guess in the process of doing this, they also created me a separate account that clearly I didn't know about. So here's the problem, people. When I when I updated everything, even though it said TV, Internet and phone, when I was making the update, I guess because their system update, it didn't take into account on my TV side. OK, now let's get past all the detail because you don't want detail. You just want top level information. I got an email last week that just said your service has been canceled. Can I be real with y'all? I'm going to be all the way real. We pay bills around here. You know, we take bills fairly seriously. We pay bills before we do other stuff. We don't, you know, that's just something that me and Tiff do. We like to pay bills. Like, hey, get it out the way. It is what it is. Bills, taxes, responsibilities. We like to pay them, get them out of the way. Not going to complain about it. It's just a part of life, right? Thank God we can, we can pay it. I thought the email was a spam. Like, you couldn't convince me that this was not a spam message because I pay my bills. So I ignored it the first day. I'm like, I mean, you know, cable bill. What? You know, I got that, right? Oh, no, you ain't have it, bro. Um, Later in the day, turn on the TV because I don't just watch TV all the time either. So I ain't really know. Turn on the TV. I'm like, hey, what's going on with this? Like, maybe this email was real. Long story short, I called this company. And this is where I start getting real mad. First things first, this is when I found out they created a separate account and I didn't go into that separate account and make the update to the bank account. So therefore, it wasn't paid two weeks ago or whatever. Okay, cool. I'm like, y'all don't send no reminders? Uh uh we don't send reminders. We just send a cancellation. Oh, wow. Ooh, okay. <laughs> this is new. You just send me a cancellation? So I don't get a re I don't get it like, hey, sir, you're three days late. Hey, sir. Like some companies that I got one company. They so good with reminders. They send you a reminder about your payment being due about three days beforehand. Like they, they don't even wait for it to be past due. They just like, hey, bro, um, you ain't paid your bill yet. And it ain't due yet. But we just want you to know you ain't paid it yet. I like that. Remind me because I got a bunch of stuff going on. I'm busy. and. That's why I do auto pay. So I don't have to think about it. So they canceled my service and it was nothing I could do about it. And I had a discount on my service so that she was like, oh, we could just sign you up right now. But the problem was, if I sign up right now, I don't get the deal no more. OK, cool. Got you. Right. So you cancel my service. So this is just what I do. Some of y'all might say it's petty. I don't even like the word petty being attached to me. You know what I'm saying? It's like kind of like a feminine word in my opinion. That's just opinion, right? I'm no professional here, but petty is kind of a feminine word in my mind. So I don't like to be called petty. You know what I'm saying? But this might qualify in some people's mind. I'm cool with that. I'm the type of person. I'm a loyalty customer. If you're going to cancel my service like that, cool. I don't want to restart with you. I'm going to call another company. So what did I do? I called another company. Not only did I get my TV uh, situation, my streaming situation. I also told them I want your internet too. Cause why should I have internet with a company that don't respect my TV auto payment? So I canceled that. Right. So here we go. I get on the phone to call to cancel their internet. Um, first I added the new internet. I called back to cancel the internet. This is where it gets crazy for me. 
I tell my man, I want to cancel the internet. This was the first thing he said to me. He said, do you want to add an additional phone line for a dollar? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute, bro. I literally thought I was in the Twilight Zone. I'm like, hey, did you hear me? I want to cancel my internet, and you trying to sell me an additional phone line for a dollar. I couldn't believe it. I was like, no, bro. I just, look, I just want my internet canceled. You know what I'm saying? Here's what I want to tell y'all. I'm going to wrap this story up. I ended up canceling the internet and everything. But here's what I walked away thinking. Like, some of us don't listen. You know what I'm saying? It's like before, and this is in sales and uh, as an opinion in, in your personal life. Now, sales, I can speak professionally. That I am a sales professional. I've been a sales professional for years in corporate America. I got a lot of experience in that. And what I could tell you is what I'm dealing with a lot of clients um, or especially like a potential client, right? And especially when you're working with like a CEO or a C-suite um, executive, like, and, and I ain't even going to say that. Honestly, this was the case when I was working with, you know, a manager at the store level on the front line years ago. Same situation. One of the first things that I learned in sales training is before you try to sell someone something, you need to, A, make sure you've solved all of their issues. Woo, this is, you know what? This might mess around and bless somebody in a personal life, like something like a marriage. Y'all know I don't do marriage advice. You know what I'm saying? I got my own things to work on. I don't got time to be giving you no advice. I need to make sure I'm doing things. I'm I'm intact. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to just shoot a little bit of advice. I guess I am a marriage professional too. You know what I'm saying? This is something I do professionally with this one lady named Tiff. So, all right, so peep this. Before you try to get something or sell somebody or convince somebody on something, make sure you've resolved any open issues. Wow. I just changed your life. I just changed your life. The problem with so many of us is we go into a conversation or a situation and we already know what we have a desired outcome. Like, he's thinking, I got to sell something. I want this guy to get a new phone line, right? He's trying to meet a quota. But the problem is, you didn't hear me. I want to cancel my internet. And the problem with ignoring me is this. If you first would have said, okay, well, I'm sorry to hear that. What's the problem? And maybe tried to work with me and resolve the issue. Well, it wasn't going to work anyway in this situation because I'd already switched because I don't play these type of games. But on most people, this might work. All right. You could have tried to resolve it. And maybe I would have been like, oh, wow, I appreciate you for listening. So here's the thing. Some of us in our marriages and our relationships, you know, let me just give you an example, fellas. Okay, let me help the fellas out today. Right. Um, you want. Let's see, what do dudes be wanting? Dudes these days be, y'all be wanting stuff like a new video game or something. I'm going to just give y'all that example. So the dude want the new PlayStation 10 or whatever is out right now. Shout out to PlayStation. I haven't had one in 10, 12 years, but, you know, I had to let it go. I'm the type of person, I can have an addictive personality with certain things. I get really into stuff. I'm, you know, I'm like, eh, this, I can't do the video games because it takes too much of my time. And I got more important things to do. So I could casually play if someone else got it, but I can't buy the system. I just can't handle that. You got to know your own limits. Like, 
I'm not the kind of person that could really, uh, at this stage in life, own a PlayStation because I would be staying on the station. Like, I would PlayStation for real because he stayed playing. That's it. I get I get it now. A place that you stay playing on here. All right, anyway. What's my point? So the dude want the PlayStation, but the problem is your girl for six months ain't had a pair of shoes. She ain't had no shoes. You been working. You been doing all type of stuff. And then you come home and you want to spend $500 on the game. But you haven't asked her, do you, sweetheart, do you have any outstanding issues that I could help resolve? See, fellas, your problem is you jump into your desired outcome before you see. Like you trying to sell her a dollar phone, but she want to cancel the internet. Y'all don't understand. I'm trying to save marriages out here because I really think when it comes to communication, a lot of us are selfish because we don't go into things thinking about where the other person is. We go into things thinking about what we want, right? Hey, I'm guilty. I used I used to do that type of stuff, but it's called I tell I'm a professional. Once you look, once you get past the, when you get five years, 10 years, 15, like you start becoming a pro, hopefully, anyway, okay? Some people been doing jobs for 20 years and still ain't good at it. Oh, anyway, why did I say that? Forgive me. Forgive me. I don't, it's not you. It, it's not you. It's them. My point is this, y'all. I'm going to wrap this up and get on to the topics. My point is simply that. Some people I've heard, I've heard that I'm gonna speak about dudes, okay? I'm talking about dudes today. I'm not bashing men um, because I think men are very much bashed in today's society. I should talk about that. Um, but I'm just speaking because I'm a man, I'm a little more comfortable, you know what I'm saying? Pointing out what we do wrong versus like attacking the women on today's show. Now, I feel like, you know, y'all get the canceling everybody. If I start pointing out stuff women do wrong, it might not be a show next week, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just taking a safe route on this one. My point is, I've heard dudes, um, you know, talk about, like, their wife don't support them or whatever it is, right? And, like, one of the things is, like, man, we just got to make sure as men that we taken care of before we try to get. So that's a simple little thing to hopefully help take care of before you try to get. Because I'm going to be real with y'all. It's hard to tell somebody no when they always taking care of you or tell you yes. So it's like. You know, if my wife is, I don't even want to get no examples the other way around, because y'all going, people get offended so many times this day. Oh, why the woman got to, why the, listen, guys, let me just say this. Let me go on a little side tangent here. Men, don't be afraid to be a man. God called you to lead. Now, I commend and celebrate and champion any woman who um, filled in a void. You know, that's where like single mothers, for instance, like there are so many mothers across the world because the man wasn't there. They had to step up and they had to play that role and they made the best out of it with whatever they could do. We should celebrate you. But you know what we shouldn't do? We should not elevate that situation as the primary goal or the premier. Like so we take we mix things up. Celebrating people for stepping up and doing things above and beyond versus diminishing the person that's supposed to be in a role. And I think what has happened over the years in society is that men 
have shrunk and they have like kind of been passive. And now I'm going to just throw a couple examples out there because I guess I'm feeling froggish today. I guess we're going to say stuff today. Well, hopefully, you know, y'all rock with me on this. Just a couple of small examples. There are two celebrity relationships that I'm going to speak on. And y'all know I don't typically speak on relationships. But I think when things get to an extreme level, it's like, you know what? I could say this, right? Because it's so, it's there. It's low. It's, it's just, there you go. Pick the apple off the apple tree. There you go. Okay, cool. It's right there. Here's what I want to say. I see a lot floating around about Jada Pickett Smith. And I see a lot of things flowing around about Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. Now, I'm not going to get into these people's personal lifestyles and situations because I just see bits and pieces. I don't follow this stuff that deeply. But the stuff I do see is quite concerning, if I'm being honest. From a family perspective, a biblical family, the way God designed it. Heard Dwayne Wade say something a few months ago. Dwayne Wade said he does not try to lead his wife. Like, he doesn't view himself as the leader. Whoa. Wow. He said it. Ooh. Wow. Dang. Y'all know how crazy the world is in my mind to where you can't. So nobody could be like, it's wrong for a man to be a leader now. Just think about how far we're getting away from God's design. God creates a man to be a leader. God created Adam and then created Eve from his rib. And then called her his help. I, I, why are we offended at God's creation? I'm going somewhere in this show I didn't even intend to go. Like, we're offended by God's creation. I want you to think about that. Your emotion, your feelings, does that elevate God? Let me, let me just give you another example. There is certain roles that people just have, right? So let's say you're my manager at my job. And I'm the assistant manager. My role is to assist you. I feel like today we might be offended by that. Why I got to be the assistant? Or you the junior analyst. Why I got, I can talk. Why I got to be the junior analyst. Because that's what you are. Like we have such, everything isn't offensive. It's just how God created it. Why do water get to make the plants grow instead of milk. Listen, people, all I'm trying to say, man, is just you don't water a cow, okay? <laughs> you don't keep milking cows. I think, you know, we be figuring stuff out. So I don't know, man. People be figuring out how to do other stuff. Anyway, what am I doing here? Let me go back to the point. You had like, du <laughs> I can't even get it out. You had like, anyway, Dwayne Wade. Um, he admittedly doesn't lead his family, doesn't lead his wife. And I'm not going to get into digging at Dwayne Wade or anything. But I think when you look at a lot of the things that happen publicly, you're like, OK, I, I understand why there's a certain level of disorder and things, because you are out of position. You don't want to you don't want the assignment that God gave you. Man. Yeah, look, y'all. There. I don't know that we understand the severity of some of the things that are happening in the world today. Like, I could tell you that if you just listen to people's story, this is one thing I do. I don't try to complicate things. I just listen, right? I listen to a lot of interviews. I listen to a lot of uh, celebrities and successful people. And this is something, me and my wife talked about this recently. Mostly everybody in the world, when you hear their story, 
it starts with how they grew up and how their parents treated them. Just listen. Every single person, I'm telling you, like every, every story I hear starts with how they grew up and their parents. And it's a connection I've been making because there are so many people out here that talk about how, again, what? Their fathers weren't there for them. I mean, if you never heard that, like, listen, this is, this is what I be saying. We making stuff complicated and we making it deep and it's really simple. There, we walking around like this isn't a real problem. Have you ever heard that? Have you ever heard my father wasn't there, so dot, dot, dot. And then whatever the dot, dot, dot was, it was either something bad happened or maybe even you got motivated because your dad wasn't there. But we, at the end of the day, the dot, dot, dot never necessarily leads to you viewing it as a good thing that he wasn't there. Right? So it must be a valuable role and position that God created, a father. Because most people in the world give an account of their life or their situation based on how they grew up and how their parents treated them, good or bad. It's almost universal. I, I almost, and again, it's something that happens that I feel like we don't pay attention to. Because why? Because we're not listening. we just trying to sell an extra phone line for a dollar. But you got to step back and listen. And when you listen to people, you hear their real story. You hear their real struggle. And when I listen to people, what I hear is that this role of father plays a very important part in the outcome of people's lives. In some instances, it's the difference between them going to prison and becoming a successful businessman. It's the difference between them starting a bakery and being a woman out in the street selling her body. I am telling you, I'm not saying that, you know, your situation might be different. I'm just saying when I listen to people and gather real life data, like not trying to manipulate it, not trying to make no point. I just listen. All I hear is that fathers are important. Okay, cool. Well, if that's the case, father, the role that God created is an important role. And if we spend all our time tearing that role down or making men who want to play the role of father, husband, leader feel as if they're doing something wrong simply by accepting God's assignment, are we making the situation better or worse? So that's Dwayne Wade now. He openly said that. That's not, I'm not even talking about nothing else. I'm only talking about what he openly said. He said he doesn't lead his wife. Just Google it. I'm sure you'll find it. But be careful. Don't Google the images. Some of these people, you start Googling, you're gonna, you might see some stuff that uh, you don't want to see. These people just be out here. Now, I'm, no offense to nobody, but I mean, everybody naked these days. It's just, y'all just, just taking everything. I was like, man, goodness gracious. Anyway. All right. I'm sorry. I'll just be real, man. I, I, I get tired of all the fake stuff. Everybody act like stuff not happening. You act like you can handle it. It's like, yeah, you, you go from searching that on Instagram to ending up on some crazy website that you know you don't got no business on. And it's because we're not talking about nothing. We all just acting like everything is cool. And some people can't handle all the stuff that's out here. Just because it's everywhere don't mean it's right. OK, some of us need to protect ourselves from simply like Instagram, like it's a porn site, because it kind of is in some ways like people just 
out there. You know what I'm saying? But they it's all mixed together now, so it make you feel like you got to accept it. But then, again, when you struggling at night on your on your laptop while everybody sleep, and you the one up, and it's like, oh, we not seeing your pain and your struggle and what you going through. We throwing all this stuff in your face, making you think you should watch this. You should listen to this or whatever, whatever. But then when it leads to the, the result that those things produce, then, you know, we act surprised. All right, last one, and I'm done because I probably, you know, y'all don't want to hear me talk about these people. I'm going to just say it real quick. J- Jada Pinkett Smith. Look I, look, I don't know Jada. You know what I'm saying? I only know what I hear. I saw, I see the people sharing stuff with the red table, and I'm just being honest with you. It seemed like ever since they painted that table red, real life ain't been the same. I'm like, dude, you know, like, I'm going to just be real. And I'm, I'm not praising Will. Look, I'm not saying whatever, whatever. What I'm saying is like, dang, that's messed up. My man went from being like the man, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Will Smith was like, I mean, I feel like he probably could have got with anybody. You know what I'm saying? He could have married anybody. And it's like, this woman seems like she has taken him. She's just iked the man. I'm just being real. She has iked him. Like, I've never seen somebody just publicly destroy somebody the way that Jada does Will. Like, now again, I don't know their private life. I don't know what's happening. All I, this is my point ultimately, right? All joking aside. When you, when you destroy the position that God created, the man, the leader of the home, right? Again, I know that some of us out here these days, some people are just offended at God's assignment. But what I'm telling you as the people of God is that we have to find a way to stand on God's word. And it's very easy. I'm seeing it every day. It's very easy even for Christians to be swayed these days. Not even just Christians, even for leaders and pastors. I'm seeing pastors literally not be able to stand on the basic principles of Christianity and biblical um, information today. They're going away from God's word because we are we're going after what we want to scratch itching ears. People want their slaves to needing your offering and your tithes. And that's why you should really be on your own two feet. If I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer, you know, that pastoring is something that you need to be established because it's like either established or able to withstand whatever you're dealing with. Because once you become a slave to needing people's money, then they can control you in any type of way possible. That's all I'm going to say there. I had no intention of going there. Um, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, you know what? I'm not going to say I lost no listeners because y'all been rocking with me a long time. And y'all know that we talk with balance and respect here and that the overall intention is to lift up God's word. And these are just public things that happen. I don't generally like to like talk about people's situation, but these are not private situations. They're public. They're all around us. You can, you know, there are articles written around it. And it's just something that I'm seeing uh, the destruction of the man, the destruction of manhood, the destruction of being a man and making people feel bad for being a man. And I, for one, am very proud to be a man. I am not going to back down and not be a leader because people are offended by the assignment that God has placed on my life to be a man and to be a leader. And I strongly advise other godly men out there to proudly walk as a man. Why is it that people could be proud of everything else? They could be proud, proud of change and stuff, proud of a kid being something, proud of all type, all type of things other than what God assigned me to be. I am proud of my God-given assignment as a man, as a husband, as Lord willing, a future father. And I will take that to heart. I will take this role seriously. 
as long as God allowed me to continue to grow and get better, I haven't always been uh, perfect in it, haven't always made the perfect decision. But what I'm saying is that I do accept the assignment. I can talk. Kind of messed up the little punchline at the end. I do accept the assignment. It ain't an assignment, sir. It's an assignment. Let's move on to the next topic. We've been on this too long. Hey. All right, guys, people. We are about to get into the topic that was supposed to be the topic before I, like, hit an audible and went left field. The importance of rest. I don't think I'm going to talk about the metaverse today. Maybe you hit me up and let me know via email, jermainewilsonmusic at gmail.com. If you want to hear me talk in depth about the metaverse and the digital world and economy um, and some of the things that's to come, some of the things that already exist. Again, this is something that I'm pretty well versed in. Um, I have studied, um, put maybe hundreds of hours into studying this and um, feel pretty confident. I'm not going to say I'm an expert. That's why I specifically say I'm well versed. I do think it's a difference. But ultimately, let me know if you want to hear about that. Even if you don't want to hear about it, I'm probably going to do an entire episode on it, maybe in a week or two. I don't know, whenever I get to it. I already know what I want to talk about because I was planning on talking about it today. But that other topic kind of took precedent. And um, yeah, this is just what happens. Like, this is, I love it. Like, y'all are just in my mind in real time. This is like, oh, I, I was going to do something and we went somewhere else and hopefully it blesses you. And if you're a person that was listening for the metaverse topic, Again, just email me or shoot me a DM on Instagram. My name is at Mr. Bellwether. You can also always look in the description of the show to find additional information about the show, including how to listen to my music, how to listen to other episodes of the podcast, how to find guests, whatever. I can't get it out. You know what I'm saying? But there's information there in the description of the show. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about rest. All right. So a couple things that come to mind as we think about rest. Um, I kind of like, let me start here. Um, I really think this is important for a lot of the things that we talk about on this show. And I say it all the time. Don't be an extremist. I genuinely believe, and again, this is just my opinion, right? I'm no professional doctor or therapist or anything like that. In my opinion, most people have the desire to be extreme. I think it's something natural. I think we all do it. I'm sure I'm guilty of it. And what I mean by we have the desire or just the innate, like, I don't know. the I can't even think of the next word that I want to say. And Okay, should have just stayed with desire. That's when you just, just don't use other words. Stay seventh grade and under, bruh. All right, anyway, had to talk to myself. When I say that we want to be extreme, what I mean is that we want to look at everything as all or nothing, right? Um, when you think about it from a biblical standpoint, a lot of us struggle with the Jesus, the God of the, of the New Testament versus the God of the Old Testament when they're really the same God. And when you read the, the Bible in its entirety, you understand the importance of the balance that's there for us, right? Because I truly believe God understands balance. We may struggle with balance, right? We don't understand how, how both things could be true sometimes, right? But we want to just jump to conclusions and we want everything to be black and white. I think a good example is look at us in our society today 
everyone is arguing and debating about vaccines and COVID this and that. And everything that I see presented, it tries to make it very black and white. And anyone who puts any real level of um, effort into studying and being educated on some of this stuff, you realize there are multiple layers to different positions. I see the same thing in politics in general. Democrat versus Republican. You know, some people are going to vote Democratic no matter what. Some are going to vote Republican no matter what. That's very challenging to me because I'm like, well, wouldn't it depend on if we're talking about tax issues? We could be talking about moral issues. We could be talking about um, just something, a a proposal for a law. Um, Like, it's possible. I just, I'm going to say something that, that might make everybody upset right now. So please buckle up. Hopefully you driving with your seatbelt on anyway. But I mean, even if you at home on the couch, put a seatbelt on, like do something to strap yourself in about what I'm about to say. Y'all do realize it's possible to agree and disagree with certain elements from one particular person, party or group at the same time. Like, I know a lot of people, for instance, just like either love Donald Trump or hate Donald Trump, right? It's possible to like some things about Donald Trump or things that he stands for and not like, to agree with some things and disagree. Same thing with the Barack Obama or whoever else. But some of us, we just love a person no matter what. I think that's dangerous. It's like, oh, you just, you just love him. So he could tell you to eat dirt and you just like, yes, like I saw President Joe Biden before he was the president say, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. It's like, oh, wow. okay, All righty then. (laughs) And um, let's just leave that at there, because this is the kind of stuff that makes people mad. And I'm not here to divide you. I'm here to bring you together and unite you. What's my point? At the end of the day, we have to try to get off of these extreme measures of not being willing to admit both sides to something, heads and tails, both sides to the coin. That's the point I'm trying to make. All right. So when it comes to rest, I believe we need to be balanced. That was ultimately what I was trying to say. Could have said it in 30 seconds, took three minutes. Please forgive me. All right. Couple things I live by. Rest is earned. All right. So let's unpack this. Rest is earned, but rest is necessary. And what I mean by rest is earned, like the way I look at rest is, you know, and again, this is just me sharing opinion. I'm not a professional and I'm not telling you you got to do it like me. And I'm also not going to give another disclaimer because I feel like I've given four or five today and I don't know why I'm doing that. They're just happening. Just stuff just comes out. Just disclaim, disclaim, disclaim. All right. So when it comes to rest for me, the whole idea of rest is earned. This is kind of what I mean by this. It's like rest is not something that you just do if you being lazy. So there's a necessary rest and an earned rest. What do I mean by necessary? A necessary rest, for example, is just, hey, you need to sleep six to eight hours a day. Like, that's necessary, at least based on most normal metrics. Like, yo, I'm, I, I actually am going to automatically sleep for six hours a day. Like, no matter what. I haven't used an alarm clock in years. I can go, if I go to sleep at one, I'm going to probably wake up at seven. Like, if I go to sleep at 12, I'm going to probably wake up at six. If I go to sleep at 10, I'm going to wake up at four. Sometimes I'm going to wake up in between and go back to sleep for another hour. It's just my body is seemingly, seemingly programmed to get five to six hours of sleep 
no matter what, okay? That's my necessary rest. So I don't have to earn that. It don't matter if I'm good at my job, if I'm horrible at my job, if I'm a good parent or a horrible parent, most people go to sleep at night. That's necessary rest, okay? So let's put that aside. Then there's earned rest, okay? So this ain't necessarily sleep. So let's, we putting sleep aside. Earned rest. What am I looking at rest? Rest can really be kind of done in different ways. Like you could be resting and um, let me see, like, uh, let, me, let me wait to get to that because it's a point I want to make about it. When it comes to this, the idea of earned rest, here's the first thing. Have I done enough to be tired? Oh, wow. Have I done enough to be tired? These are just questions I ask myself because I also know that when I'm lazy, I get tired. So if I'm lazy and I haven't done nothing all week and then I want to get rest, what am I resting from? I haven't earned that rest, right? Earned rest for me is like, oh, man, Jay, you just grinded for a week straight or a month straight. There are different seasons and how this could happen. But like, yo, you had a busy week this week. Like you earned four hours of nothing. You earned that, right? Because... Have you done something to be tired? Have you done enough to be tired? Yes, you did. I get just this is just a, re, a real life example. I never stepped outside between Monday and Wednesday this week. So I went outside Sunday, and the next day that I was able to get outside was Thursday. I never stepped outside. Now I'm not. This is I'm not bragging on this. That's not something I want to be doing. It's just that the nature of working from home. I got a lot of big projects and things that I'm working on this week. A lot of big presentations, things that I'm le uh, leading them. Um, you know, my my senior leaders asked me to uh, produce um, produce a video um, project for our upcoming national sales meeting that, you know, incorporated, you know, me doing some not necessarily editing, but really just producing the script and doing some recording and I guess some minor editing to send to the production team. So like that, that was like all week. I never stepped outside because I'm, I'm working in my home office. And by the time I'm up, I'm working and then it's going into night and then I'm tired. So what's my point? You think going into this weekend, I'm going to find me some time to chill. I earned it. That's just me. That's how I, I'm just sharing with you how I do it. I earned that rest. So if you saw me on Saturday, doing nothing or whether I was scrolling my phone or like, and me scrolling my phone, I don't scroll my phone for social media. Number one, I might be scrolling, watching YouTube content, education or entertainment um, content, edutainment, whatever stuff like this, right? A podcast or something that's self-development. But my point is if I want to sit there and do that, or if I want to watch the NBA for two days straight, I've earned that. So I'm comfortable with it. Rest is earned. Have you done enough to be tired? Um, Here's the second part, and this one might hurt, right? I'm trying to give you all practical steps because for me, I really want to make sure when we talk about things on this show, I'm not just running my mouth, but it's things that you can actually apply. Okay, uh, I can talk. Okay, so here's the second thing. Are the things that, that I've been doing that have made me tired, are they fruit-producing seeds? All right. So how I measure whether or not I've earned my rest is, am I tired because I was just up playing a video game all week? Am I tired because I was just watching movies at three o'clock in the morning instead of going to sleep? Or am I tired because I was planting seeds that are going to produce fruit? 
So again, you know, like I'm just trying to be practical. I ain't trying to like whatever make you feel no type of way or make it seem like I'm, you know, whatever. But, you know, for me, like this week, when I spend time and I'm looking like, all right, I did this huge project. Um, oh, I led something new at work. Oh, I had a successful presentation that these are seeds that I'm planting because every time as a leader or, you know, again, leading this little project is something that my existing team, I've never done this before at work. So they've never gotten to see me show my production chops, which isn't directly related to my job but could produce an opportunity to open a door because it sets me apart, right? I'm, I'm a real believer in doing things to set yourself apart that are not necessarily directly tied to what you're trying to set yourself apart from. Anyway, may have to dig into that later. My overall point is that these are seeds that I'm planting. So I wasn't just up and didn't go out of the house for three days because I'm trying to prove a point or I got on a death to laziness T-shirt or I'm trying to make a YouTube video. Like, no, I literally was busy. And that's not a lifestyle that I want to sustain. I don't want to have multiple days of not going outside. I don't even like that. And if it was something, a lifestyle, I would have to put it into it. But my point is for three days, it was something I committed to and I did it. So if I get to this weekend and I'm chilling, I earned that rest because I planted seeds. Some of us waste all of our energy doing things that don't produce seeds. Now, again, these seeds could be planted in different ways. You could be tired because your children had a big project this week. Or you could be tired because you were doing a project in your home, right? You needed to clean your house and uh, y'all, your spring cleaning or fall cleaning, or you had to clean out your garage or you had to cook a bunch of stuff like these are seed producing activities because these are responsibilities and priorities that help and impact the people around you. Right. So whether you are a stay at home parent, you taking care of your child, uh, you stay at home, uh, wife, husband, you, you taking care of your home, like you homeschooling kids. Like sometimes we look at success as only like these big things like, oh, your job title, job titles should not define you, first of all. Right. So it doesn't matter if you're an executive or you're on the front line. That doesn't have to define you. So when we talk about success on this show. Understand that we talk with balance and sometimes we may give a particular example, like I might read a scripture out of the New Testament. It doesn't mean I don't agree or have an issue with the Old Testament. It might mean based on the context or con you know, yeah, the context of what we're talking about, that this was relevant. But some of us are so like like I know people who only read the Old Testament. And they create entire religions about it, around it, that completely conflict with the new covenant. And it's like, well, and then I know some people that pick two or three scriptures out of the New Testament, create an entire denomination around three scriptures. Let me give y'all a quick hint for me. This is just, I got little formulas that I live by and I just apply them. Anybody who builds their whole denomination or religion and they constantly go back to two or three scriptures, I don't rock with it. I don't rock with it because that ain't how the Bible work. The Bible, I think sometimes we get it mixed up because we want a theme scripture for our event or our flyer. We live in our life like a theme scripture. Nope. That's not what Jesus said. Nope. That's not how it worked. It's the whole Bible. It's the whole thing. So anytime somebody always got to go to the same two or three scriptures to make their point, I'm like, can't mess with you. I can't mess with you. Uh. I'm sorry. Let's stay on point. Rest is earned. So I've planted seeds. Here's the third one, right? The, the final one here. 
does the rest have a purpose? All right, so even when I'm resting, does it have a purpose? I told you all So I might be taking some time to um, study some content on YouTube. I may take some time to watch, um, you know, a show, a sitcom that's funny to me or watch basketball. Does it serve a purpose? Yes, because the sitcom or the basketball game, it might make me happy. It relaxes me. It makes me, you know, just feel good to, to see it, right? And then on top of that, if you go beyond that, maybe I'm going on a vacation with my family. Well, that's good because this is really important because I'm spending time with family. We're fellowshipping. Maybe I'm watching a movie with my wife, right? This is important because if I've been busy and I haven't walked outside in three days, that means I've probably been on my computer and doing a bunch of things. And I mean, I always fit in time for my wife and try to at least, but I, I am aware of when I'm super busy and when it's like, oh, we might need to go out to eat. We might need to go on a date. We might need to do something because again, I've been busy, right? But I've been planting seeds. She might not understand if I've been playing a video game for three days straight, and that's why I haven't gone outside, right? This is the balance and understanding when we talk about resting and being lazy. We are not talking about the rest that is essential that you should be depriving yourself of. Don't deprive yourself of rest, okay? Um, maybe you just cashing in on an earn nothing day. And, that, and that's something that I believe in. Like, if I want to do nothing tomorrow, again, there's no problem with doing nothing. The question is, did you earn it? Some of us do nothing and we didn't earn it. And then we don't put purpose behind the nothing. And what I mean by putting purpose behind a nothing is a nothing day sometimes need a, a start and end date, right? I don't want it to be a nothing weekend necessarily, unless I really earned a weekend. I might have only earned a day. I might have only earned a nap. The question is, did you earn it? So at the end of the day, it's like, yo, I don't want to go three days of doing nothing because you got to understand the overall purpose of doing nothing and resting is to become refreshed. And one thing I know about laziness, and this is going to help you, when you're being lazy, you don't get refreshed. When you're resting, you get, you get refreshed. Simple formula. You're going to know whether you're resting or being lazy literally based on is this refreshing me or not. I'm just speaking for me. Whenever I'm being lazy, I just get more tired. And it don't make sense to me, but I just get more and more tired. But when I'm resting, I wake up feeling rejuvenated. I come back feeling like, ooh, I took two days off. Now I'm ready to go at it. The goal is to become refreshed, not to live a lifestyle of doing nothing and laziness. All right? Here's another thought around being tired itself. So I look at being tired it's a couple different ways to look at being tired. Again, we got to balance stuff out. Generally speaking, I look at being tired like a check engine light. It's a warning sign. You know, when you are tired, it's a warning sign that something needs to give. Like, okay, you're tired. Now, also keep in mind, to me, there's good tired and there's a bad tired. And, and, or a necessary tired, right? So a necessary tired to me could be, this is a tired that a tired that causes change. So you might be tired of having bad credit, like I was back in 2012. And then when I stood there with my wife with the denial uh, letter for a mortgage in my hand in 2012, and I stood in the middle of that building with hundreds of people walking around because he gave us the denial letter in the lobby for whatever reason. He didn't even call us up to the office, George. I remember your name. George gave me an envelope 
just like, huh, here go envelope, bro. In the lobby with 100 people walking past because it was a big office building. What's my point? That made me tired. That was a necessary tired. I was tired of being denied. So that tired produced a change in me. Now, I've only felt that feeling about two times in life. I just felt it again recently um, this year, and I'm not going to talk about it yet because I don't want to talk about what I'm doing right now and the things that I'm motivated and passionate about. I just want to do them first. And But here's the good thing about listening to this podcast. You always have the blueprint listening to this podcast. Anything that I accomplish in life, I've given the blueprint through this podcast. Just know that. Um, But my point is, it was necessary for me to be tired because it produced change. In all honesty, you ain't even tired if you don't change. So it's like some of us saying we tired. I'm tired of being broke. I'm tired of this. I'm tired. Like, no, you're not tired until you change. And that's something that you got to be real about. The only thing that proves that I was tired is because my behavior changed. And I went on a tangent for the next nine years, almost 10 years later, I'm still on the same vibe. And I've built blocks and blocks and Lego blocks on it. And it's like deeper now. I'm way deeper into the change now. But it took nine or 10 years to produce that. But it was nine or 10 years of consistency to produce that. So what's my point is if you're walking around and saying you're tired of something, My question is, are you willing to change? All right. That's the necessary tired. Now, again, this is tired as a warning sign, which I still think the necessary tired is a warning sign because it was like, hey, here's a denial letter warning you that if you continue down this road, your credit is going to continue to get worse and you'll never have a home. All right. But now when you think about tired in this different way, there's there's spiritual or mental tiredness. I'm putting those together. Um, there's a natural or physical tiredness, right? So the spiritual mental, that's like you tired in your mind. You're drained emotionally, right? This is a warning sign. If you're feeling like that, this is a check engine light and you need to do something about it. You need to step back so you can get, you know what I'm saying? So you can, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know if heal, recover, refresh, right? You don't want to drive yourself in the ground. When you start feeling like this, this is a warning sign that something needs to be done to productively refresh you, all right? But it happens spiritually, mentally, emotionally. It also happens naturally. There are times that you just like, oh my God, I'm tired in my body, right? I felt this. Like I've been going, when I just went three days without going outside, yesterday I had to go out, like Thursday, I'm doing this show on Friday. Thursday I had to go outside. I'm like, yo, I have to go outside no matter what. I did my work and then I'm like, I had to get outside. Like it it just had to happen or I was going to lose it, right? I was tired. It produced change. I was tired of being in my office in front of a computer in the house. And then the other tired are similar to what I described with the, um, like, you know, my situation. It's like you're tired of the outcome. And the thing about being tired of the outcome is that this is one that you really directly impact based on what you input. So it's like, oh, I'm tired of having bad credit. That must mean I have to stop doing things that cause bad credit, Jermaine. Um, If I'm tired of, you know, the miscommunication in my marriage, then that must mean that you have to stop starting off conversations with your wife with your desired outcome. Right. Which I've been guilty of in the past. You need to start in the conversation and understand. Let me resolve any any um, current issues that you have with me, because if I do that first. Right. This is just reciprocity. 
if I if I'm willing to change me first, then more than likely you will be willing to hear what I am now asking you about. Right. Oh, I fixed your Internet or your TV situation and your Internet. Now let me sell you a phone for a dollar. Oh, I heard you out about the issue you have with me because you don't feel like my rest is earned. You feel like I'm just sitting in the house playing PlayStation all day and I'm just coming to you asking for a PlayStation. But now that we get some clarity on that and now I can hear you out and I can say, you know what, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to earn my rest. I'm only going to play PlayStation on the weekends, but you got to give me those weekends or you got to give me Friday after work. I'm going to work first and then now we can communicate and we can negotiate and barter and like all that stuff. And then now we get in a better place. But if we jump in and it's just about this, what I want to do, I'm going to tell you one of the, one of the worst things that happen to, to grown people is the, is the saying I'm grown. I'm grown. I do what I want to do that to me. That's not a healthy way to live life. And first of all, if you're grown, you don't have to walk around saying you're grown all day long, right? It's actually kind of childish to continually I can talk to continually walk around talking about how grown you are. In my opinion, is very immature. All right, let's move on. Now, now we're going to jump into some scriptures. So we've broken down really what it means to be tired, this idea of um, earning your rest, like versus just being laziness. And hopefully you understand also the balance that I'm trying to um, approach this topic in, because I know Keep in mind, my my fashion line, Bellwether Fashion, that I used to run and operate, um, you know, one of my most popular designs was Death to Laziness. And, you know, if you are a supporter or a fan of Bellwether, you have seen Death to Laziness. You will see it again at some point soon in the future in a different way. But my point is you've seen Death to Laziness. I have a song called Death to Laziness. Um, so check that out from my project entitled Sound Doctrine. Maybe I'll just play Death to Laziness at the end of this um. Maybe I'll do that. I'll play Death to Laziness at the end of this, but um, I think. But a song, Death to Laziness, what's my point? I'm constantly talking about don't be lazy and don't do that. And sometimes that causes people to be extreme. Again, it would be like if I was constantly preaching from the New Testament and never talking about the Old Testament, and then it would make somebody think that, oh, well, what about the old, right? So I love this whole idea of asking me about rest because I do believe in rest. I do believe in taking the time out and doing productive things. But in all honesty, and this is just a personal thing, I do, I have a lot of ways that I view rest, which hopefully you're getting from this show, that may not add up with how somebody else who just lives a laissez-faire lifestyle looks at rest. And it's mostly because I am I have goals. I'm doing things. And I'm not willing to sacrifice those things to waste time. Because I understand that time is of the essence in life in general. There is not, you don't have infinite amounts of time. And to me, completely being lazy, and if I do nothing five weeks in a row, I'm looking like, what could I have produced if I would have done something during the time I was doing nothing? So this is why I want you to be strategic about even how you rest, because there's something that could have been accomplished. Your family, your legacy, something could have changed. Like, your situation could have changed, but the problem is, we want to rest, but we haven't earned it, and we ain't tired because we ain't changing. All right, guys, people, let's wrap this thing up with a few scriptures. You know what I'm saying? We got to go to the Bible if we want to think through this properly, and we want to be able, again, to balance out some of the things that were said today. There are a ton of scriptures that talk about rest, but there are a couple that I like. You know, my exact, exact favorite, absolute favorite is the word I was looking for. 
my absolute favorite scripture about rest is in Genesis chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. Again, I like very straightforward things. I don't try to complicate everything in the world. Like, you know, sometimes people like to complicate things so they can feel important. I like to simplify them so I can actually learn and hopefully allow others to learn as well. Genesis 2, verse 2, reading from the New Living Translation. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation. Creation, I can talk. Oh, my goodness. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation, so he rested from all his work. Verse 3, and God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. All right. This is very important to me. So whenever I'm grinding, I'm working hard, I'm thinking about things, this is what these scriptures really, really put into perspective for me is A, God rested. So who do you think you are that you don't need rest? That's the first thing for me. It's like, hey, Jermaine, you need to rest. I don't care. You could print a thousand death to laziness t-shirts and hats. You could tell people to grind it out. You could do whatever. You could listen to motivation all you want. You need to rest. God rested. Again, rest is necessary. But here's the second part. Rest is earned. Why? Because it says God had finished his work of creation so he rested from all his work. See, God was resting from something that he had earned. He was resting from work. And the thing is, some of us taking a vacation and we ain't did no work. That ain't rest. That's laziness. So again, that's how I come to some of these conclusions and get some of these thoughts around how I view resting. It's like, yo, what am I resting from? What are you, like, it's like some of us, you're under arrest. You're under arrest. Like, you need to go to jail because you've been lying. That's extreme. I just sent somebody to prison. God forgive me. God forgive me. You are not under arrest. Um, my point is this. He rested from all his work. So those two things are evident to me. And then he blessed his day and called it holy because it was a day when he rested from all his work of creation. Right? So that's where you get the whole idea of the Sabbath. That's like literally where it comes from. The idea of the Sabbath is resting in God. And so for me, again, we talk about the purpose of rest, right? So there are times that I'm like, hey, you've been doing a lot of work, but you ain't really been resting in God. Like you, you might have been reading something here or watching something here, but you haven't rested in God. You haven't stopped and chilled. And I just want to say this to anybody out there who's living a really, really fast paced lifestyle. And it doesn't matter to me how successful you are, how much money you make, how many YouTube uh, influencers you watch that tell you just to grind, 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 grind. Listen, God rested. So who are you? At the end of the day, it's really important to have that Sabbath. It's really important to dedicate that time to resting in God. And again, to me, I'm not going to get into telling you how to rest, but I told you some of the things to me. Sometimes it might just be, yo, I'm just chilling with my family. I want to chill with my wife and we're going to laugh and talk or whatever. But that time is important to refresh me to, so that I can continue to go do the work because I'm resting from the work. I haven't quit the work. I haven't quit the job. I'm resting from it. And that's the difference, I think, between a lot of people, um, you got successful people who maybe work too hard. 
They put work and things in front of their family, and then they destroy their family for the work. And then you got some people that's like, well, I don't love money, and I ain't doing this. And then they do nothing, and they kind of destroy their family through the nothingness. Like, And so we, again, this is why I think we can't be extremists. We have to balance out both sides of the coin. I need rest. Rest is necessary, but rest is earned. All right? That's that scripture. Now, another scripture I like is in the New Testament, Mark chapter 6, verse 30, right? And this is like right before Jesus fed the 5,000. Verse 30 says, the apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all they had done and taught. Verse 31, then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. Verse 32, so they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. All right, so I want to pause right there. Jesus is saying, yo, y'all just came off of this ministry tour. Y'all been doing all this stuff. It's so many people going, like coming and going that we haven't even had time to eat, right? Or like me, like in that situation, you ain't even had time to go outside and check the mail and just breathe in. Don't get me wrong. I got up. Like I clean myself up. I get, I get fully dressed for Zoom calls, by the way. You will see me with a polo shirt on. I have on cologne on my Zoom calls. Like, I'm just a person, like, I have my own personal standard. I don't like bumming it too much. Now, you might catch me in Walmart looking like somebody cousin because I do, like, I will go out comfortable into the world. But when I'm working and I'm doing business, I don't turn it off. I haven't gotten lazy with the fact that we've been in Zoom just because we've been in Zoom for a year. Some people are working T-shirts and, and, and draws now. You know what I'm saying? So, sorry, that's too far. But my point is, it just, it's like, what do you have on? I don't believe that. Don't know how I got there, but let's get back to the point. What I like is that Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place for a while. Now, this is the importance of what I said, spending time with your family, your loved ones, you might need to get to a quiet place for a while. You know, if you if you married and you got a spouse and you just been grinding, 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 especially you need them on the same page if possible, understanding what you're doing. But at the end of the day, you want to make sure you're dedicating time to the things that matter because it's not just about success. It's not just about working hard. Rest is purposeful as well. And but here's uh, this is the tough part, man. Verse 33. But when but many people recognized them and saw them leaving and people from many towns ran ahead along the shore and got there ahead of them. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. So even Jesus, right, like even when I look at this, I'm like, Jesus wanted to rest and he couldn't because because people saw him and people. And this is to leaders out there, man. People will never stop needing you. It, it, look, again, we're talking about balance and not being an extremist. As a leader, it's a blessing when people need you, right? You, you want to feed sheep, so to say. Um, but this can happen in business and personal lives, whatever. Like for me, it's a blessing that people need advice from me. Like that, that is a blessing. People always want to know what I think about something. But there's also times that I'm like, man, I was trying to chill today. Like I had earned this rest and then I get a phone call or an email or whatever. And there are sometimes again, cause I'm not like, I mean, Jesus, he got up and had compassion and that's a, that's an example too. But there are times that I'm like, man, I can't respond to this right now because I need to protect my peace. I need to get my rest. There are times that people try to project responsibilities on me that I can't accept. So I do think that you have to pray about what are the limitations 
again, in this instance, Jesus wanted to rest, but then the people came and he had compassion, so he went and taught them. He's Jesus. He know exactly what they need or whatever. And at the end of the day, he is our greatest example. So I don't want to gloss over the fact that he still taught them. But what I do want to tell you is that you need to make sure that you are not prioritizing things outside of your home over things within. Like meaning you always teaching or going somewhere and doing something and you ain't taught your kids nothing. You always going and giving other people marriage advice and you ain't talked to your own spouse. And these are things that we learn in life, but we have to have that balance and just know that there are going to be times that you try to rest. There are times I'm trying to get rest and somebody like, hey, you want to do this? You want to speak here? You want to do this? And I feel bad when I have to turn things down, but I also know that I have to protect my peace and I have to get some rest and so that I can be refreshed. And um, that could be a challenging thing to balance but because uh, you you are thankful for the opportunities God give you. But at the same time, you got to get your rest. All right, and here's the last scripture. We're going to round it up with Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Everyone knows that I love the book of Philippians. Um, anytime Lavelle has me on his show, it seemed like uh, I'm always on there to talk about Philippians, which we've done uh, several teachings. I think we've covered every chapter of Philippians, so check out um, Quarantine with Lavelle on YouTube. Uh, just type Quarantine with Lavelle or um, Lavelle Neal on YouTube, and you'll find those episodes. Um, Philippians 4 and 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus. My point here is pretty simple, ending with that. I love that scripture because, again, it's not complex. Don't worry about anything. Don't be anxious for anything but pray for everything. And so with all that was said today, you have to be reminded that, or keep in mind that prayer and casting your cares upon the Lord is really the best thing we could do. It doesn't mean that we don't take the measures, the proper measures that we need to take naturally, but it does mean that we also cannot neglect the spiritual part. And I know it's real popular today because I guess there's a stigma in Christianity with therapy and people want to almost now have a stigma on like the opposite end. Again, we want to be extremists. We want to say, hey, because y'all had an, a stigma on therapy, now we're just going to pump that you need, uh, it's okay for this. Like I, everybody wants to prove something. Both things can be true, right? We do uh, maybe need, and therapy comes in many ways. You could talk to a professional. You could talk to um, a trusted uh, friend or counselor or parent, like a loved one. Um, and I do recommend that you, you know, talk to people that you can trust. Don't just go around telling any and everyone everything. But my point is, ultimately, we have to pray. If you're doing all those things and you're not praying, then you're not being led by the Spirit. And ultimately, what we want is the Lord to lead us and guide us in all these things so that we're not chasing things that he doesn't want for us. Not chasing something just because my favorite influencer made a YouTube video about it. And I want to be a singer, too. Or I want that car, too. Or I want to dress like that, too. We have to be reminded that we need to be going after the things that God wants for us. That's why I said, are we tired from planting fruit producing seeds? 
seeds that produce the fruit that God has given us. And so ultimately, we need to make sure as we're going out and we're being tired and we're being busy, that just like Jesus and his disciples, they were tired because they were doing the work of the Lord. They were tired because they were doing what he called them to do. God had to rest because he had created the heavens and the earth, and he wanted to carve out time for the Sabbath. And I believe he did that as an example to us. So hopefully, you were able to get something out of this today. Rest is necessary, but rest is earned. Hopefully this blesses you. And uh, thank you for listening, man. Look, share this episode with somebody. I know these quick takes ain't that take, but I never really come into it. No, it's like I might have a few notes and it goes somewhere else. And we will talk about the metaverse coming soon. Uh, email me, Music at gmail.com. Share the link to this show with a friend. Text them just like you text them memes. Text them the link to this show and tell them. Rest is necessary, but rest is earned. Saturday, don't you get it? I do the same thing every day. Preacher screaming, death to lazy, but I still got time to kill. Instead of perfecting my rhyming skills, I smoke, I drink, I barely think, but I think I'm deep when I say something like Jack and Jill with up a hill. But I'm too lazy to fetch a pill. I was gonna be a millionaire if I give him all the money that I got. So yes, I pay my tithes, but if I play it like the lottery, it's gotta be hypocrisy. Faith without works is the dead. That they comprehend the words that I just said. I slow it down so it'll make sense. Riddle me that, riddle me this. You're trying to make a dollar out of fifteen cents, but your faith is unemployed. You're praying for those chips ahoy, but you refuse to milk the cow to get the milk to dip the cookie in the position that you put me in. It's so uncomfortable, but I have learned that miracles don't happen in my comfort zone. So I'm no longer a lazy boy. I got off of that lazy boy. Lazy leads to slavery. Proverbs 12, 24. The remote no longer controls me. I'm on a remote island with cold beats. Right in my heart, out with thoughts of my babies. Top of my lungs, death to lazy. Like the state of myself. 
keep away from the crowd I study on my solo mind Now I'm a pro with my verbs You can name it, claim it, so you wanna shame Explain using your mouth more in exchange for using your brain less But you can make some change with some changes First, stop complaining, get up and do some things See, the only reason that you feeling drained Is you don't work out, so when you out of work Outside they pull that work out You like if this don't work out, I'm out But then when it works out for your good Somehow you understand your greatest Was that day you got a job and killed Lazy, lazy, death to lazy Death to lazy, death to lazy, death to lazy, death to lazy.